Welcome to the Scene Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Scene Podcast. I am your host, Justin Borak, joined by my good friend, my editor, my producer, KJ. KJ, how you doing? Good to hear from you, Justin. Just playing a little catch-up before the Oscars next month. I just watched Anatomy of a Fall. Whew, that's a movie that'll get you thinking. Oh, that is a amazing we have a wonderful episode for you guys i hope you guys had an amazing weekend i hope you're having a wonderful monday and i hope to bring a bunch of theater nerddom to your commute to your drive to wherever you are listening to this and yeah let's get over to the first segment kj let's go off shows you should know all right, it's time for Shows You Should Know. That's right, the segment where I get to do my favorite thing in the world. Tell you all about plays and musicals you might not have heard of, but you need to consume ASAP. Let's get right into it. I have three plays that I'm so excited to talk about. This first one is Lucy by Erica Schmidt, okay? I had never heard of this play, and then I read it, and I fell in love with it. All right, on paper, Ashling is the perfect person to take care of Mary's youngest child. A confident, highly qualified childcare professional with a sunny disposition and lots of experience. But from the moment Mary hires her, something starts to feel a little off. Is Ashling as wonderful as she seems? Is the misunderstanding all in Mary's overworked, stressed out, sleep deprived mind? Surely she hasn't welcomed someone unstable into her home, has she? Lucy is a comedic thriller about what happens when you don't trust the person who holds the key to your front door. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This play is super simple, and it's a wonderful mix of high stakes and, like, a thriller, as well as, like, funny. The way I would describe it is it makes you laugh as much as it makes you sweat, which is so, so, so cool. I think this play's probably more tailored for professional theaters. It's a three-person show. It's two uh, women in their 40s, a uh, child actor playing the kid, and then... I love what Erica Schmidt does. She wrote like the baby, there's a baby character, there's a baby named Max and the baby is not to be played by a baby. It's to be played by multiple different intricate baby dolls with a voice box, like a sound machine inside of them, which I think is so smart and intricate and specific. And it made me so happy to read. This play was like such a fun read. It was funny. I really do think it made me laugh as much as it made me sweat. And I think thriller is so hard to put on the stage well. And I think Erica Schmidt does it great with Lucy. So if you are someone who is really into like Gone Girl, really into like thrillers, like this is a play that I think you would love. Seriously, I think you would love it so much. Okay. I'm going to get into something that, I mean, you guys probably all assumed I was going to talk about him again recently. Uh, Let's talk about Don Zelitis and a play called That's Not How I Remember It. Okay. Mom and dad love to tell the story of how they met in 1986. Pretty much the most awesome year ever. Trouble is, they remember their courtship completely differently. Mom's version makes their meeting sound like a sappy romantic comedy while dad somehow makes himself the star of a karate battle. This tubular one act is a crazy homage to bad 80s movies and the inaccuracies of your memory. This is one of my favorite Don Zelitis plays I've read. I've read a lot of Don Zelitis' stuff. I think all of it is wonderful. It's so good to do at a high school level. Honestly, I think you can do it at a professional level, at a college level. I really recently saw a Pittsburgh um, college production of The Amazing Spectacular, which I thought was great. But what I will say is that Don Zelitis hit it out of the ballpark with this one. I'm a super big nerd for 80s movies, and 
I personally have two parents that are constantly telling their first date story in like incorrect ways because they say them differently and they get bigger and different every time they tell them. It makes me laugh all the time. This play is so relatable. It's so cute. It's great for all ages. I mean, who doesn't love like sitting at home and like watching an 80s movie with a loved one? This is like the play equivalent of that. It's it's so, so good. I love this one. Don's Delight is always like hits home runs, but this is like truly one of my favorite DZ plays. I don't want to call him DZ. I'm going to start calling Don's Delight as DZ. This is one of my favorite DZ plays I've read. Oh, that's cool. I gave him a nickname. That's fun. I wasn't expecting to do that. That's called improv, baby. Okay, let's get into, <laughs> let's get into this third one, okay? This last one I want to talk about is Emma, a pop musical. Emma, a senior at Highbury Prep, is certain she knows what's best for her classmates' love lives and is determined to find the perfect boyfriend for shy sophomore Harriet by the end of the school year. But will Emma's relentless matchmaking get in the way of her finding her own happiness? It's based on Jane Austen's novel, obviously, and the sparkling new musical features the hit songs of legendary girl groups and iconic female singers, from the Supremes to Katy Perry. I love this old tagline, girl power has never sounded so good. And okay, let me say why I fell in love with this musical. One, the story's a blast. I think an adaptation is really, really hard to get right, and Eric Price does an amazing job with adapting Jane Austen. It's, it's so, so fun. Adaptations are hard to do. I also think jukebox musicals are really hard to do, and they're like pushing these both together, which I personally think is really, really difficult. But the orchestrations of this is so, so good. It reminds me of Anne Juliet. It's a musical that's currently on Broadway that's like really well known for taking these songs, it's a jukebox musical, taking the songs that it uses and using them really, really well in the show. That's what Emma does. It does an amazing job with fitting in these musicals. You have Brave, you have Roar, you have Girls Just Wanna Have Fun and so many more. And it's just really, really fun. And it's set in high school. I'm like really surprised that more high school drama clubs haven't done this musical before. But if you are a teacher and you're picking a season and you want to pick a cool adaptation that has some absolute bangers and earworms on the soundtrack, it's going to get your students. So, like, personally, I'm currently in grad school. If it got announced that we were doing Emma, a pop musical, I would lose my mind. I would would be so excited. It It would be awesome. It would just it would be very, very cool. It's a very, very fun, silly blast of a musical and i i can only imagine it's like one of the most fun shows to do on the stage and it's probably a really fun time to go see it so emma a pop musical by eric price uh lucy by erica schmidt and that's not how i remember it by dz donzelitis those are my three for you this week and kj let's keep on moving baby theater in a minute All right, it's time for Theater in a Minute, where I explain something from theater past, present, or future as quickly as my brain lets me. Today's topic is Playwright Horizons. Now, I know I have another segment called Regional Theater Roundup, but this is an off-Broadway theater, but it's incredibly historic. So, it's one of my favorite off-Broadway theaters ever. So, I I wanted to talk about it. So, KJ, let's get into it. Start the clock in three, two, one. Playwright Horizons is a renowned nonprofit theater company located in New York City. Established in 1971, it has become an influential institution in American theater dedicated to the development and production of new plays and musicals. Very, very cool. Some of Playwright Horizons' like fancy, famous, notable shows, okay? First off, Strange Loop. 
literally won a Tony Award recently. Annie Baker's the flick. We all know that. I love Annie Baker. The Heidi Chronicle started here. Sunday in the Park with George started here. Driving Miss Daisy started here in 1988. A couple more. Boom. You ready for this? In Trousers, March of the Falsettos, Falsetto. We wouldn't have Falsettos if it wasn't for this place. Assassins, Lobby Hero by Kenneth Lagren. Um, um, oh, The Substance of Fire. There are so many Robins or um, um, uh, Marvin's Room, Floyd Collins. There, there are truly violent. So many shows that Playwright Horizons created. Okay, the theater has earned a reputation for nurturing and emerging playwrights, producing groundbreaking new works, and fostering the growth of innovative theatrical talent. Playwright Horizons has presented numerous notable productions, many of which have gone on to achieve critical acclaim and success on and off Broadway. Literally, Strange Loop last year. Throughout its history, Play at Horizons has been committed to showcasing diverse and thought-provoking stories, often exploring a wide range of themes and styles, contributing significantly to the cultural landscape of American theater. I think Play at Horizons is one of the places that new works and the new method, the new, what, what, what would you call it, the new trends of contemporary new works go to be developed and fostered and explored. It's gorgeous, it's beautiful. That's Player at Horizons. It's honestly one of my favorite theater companies in the world. I love what they're doing, and they're very, very cool. Yeah, that's our little theater in a minute. There's a little theater history for you. Did you know Falsettos basically started at Player at Horizons? Bet you didn't. Let's get to the next segment. Have you subscribed to Broadway Book Club? Click the link in the show notes to see how you can get your favorite plays straight to your door. Subscribe annually to get the new themes each quarter, or choose from our specialty curated collections. What are you waiting for? Head to the show notes for more information on Broadway Book Club. Thank you, KJ. This is one of my favorite rotating segments of the show. This is Play Date with Play to Z. I'm here with my best friend and co-host of the other podcast, Play to Z, Erica Kuhn. Erica, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. Um, if you don't know what Play Date with Play... Well, Play to Z is a podcast where we talk about plays. Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorite things to In do. In alphabetical order. In alphabetical mostly. order, mostly. Yeah. So go check that out. But Play Date with Play to Z is a segment we do on here where I bring my best friend and creative collaborator Erica Kuhn onto the show, and we have a little conversation about theater for a couple minutes. Um, the one fun prompt is that I always, I always prepare Erica and give her a lot of time beforehand to think <laughs> on stuff and all that. So, Erica, do you know what we're talking about today? No, you That's... told me to test out the headphones over here. <laughs> I try. <laughs> So they sounded funny. This whole this whole segment, every if you don't know yet, um, Play Day with Play to Z is a segment where I trick Erica into coming into the studio. I specifically said, you're recording, aren't you? You showed me the screen. You said, I'm not recording. I'm not recording. And you I, weren't. Then. I wasn't then. Here I am now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Play Day with Play to Z with Justin and Erica. Hi. Um, okay. So I have a prompt for you. It's a simple prompt. Okay. Um, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, to the scene podcast, are teachers and students. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. And something that I think both of us pride ourselves on is pushing the theater world into reading more contemporary new works. We love reading. We love reading. We love reading. So I'm going to put you in a scenario. Okay. This is super simple. This might be a 30-second episode. Who knows? But knowing you and your love of deep dives, it won't be. (laughs) Someone comes up to you and says, Erica Kuhn, I love theater so much, Mm -hmm. but my whole life I've only ever read classics i've only ever read shakespeare chekhov and the only newer contemporary plays i've read is pre-1995 okay i want you to give me three playwrights that are alive writing right now that you think will 
explode my brain for oh. a love of contemporary theater. So this person hasn't read any of the James Imes, any of the Gosh. Claire Barons, any of any of those types of people. Yeah. I want you to give me the three names that you're like, these are the three must reads if you're diving into contemporary new works from from nothing. Okay. Are, are, are we talking yeah. something that's appropriate for high school theater? Um, or in general? You don't have to think about that. This okay. is just contemporary new work. So you don't have to worry about it being um, appropriate for like, like like a play script type thing. It can be from any publisher. It can be from any place at all. It's just three contemporary new works playwrights that you're like, you have to read these people. I think that right now you have to be reading Lynn Nottage. A thousand percent. Um, You have to be doing it. Yeah. When I'm thinking about Lynn Nottage and, and people you have to be understanding for like kind of a contemporary sound, I'm also thinking of Annie Baker. Oh, I, I love know. you. Twist my arm Immediately for you. love you. But but very much so, like Annie Baker, my understanding is that when people had to watch the flick for three hours at first, it, it was tough, right? We didn't, that was kind of a newer yeah, we didn't understand thing. It. You know, her style is very yeah. new and contemporary. It uses a lot of time to a fault to some people, not to me. I think it's beautiful and beautiful amazing. And brilliant. We went and saw Infinite Life together and it, it was, was amazing. amazing. It was amazing. Oh, such a beautiful experience. Wait, before we move on to the third person, yeah. can you tell me if the person was like, who's Lynn Nottage? What is like the two or three plays of hers that you'd be like, read these? I have mine. What's yours? I would say Sweat and Clyde's yeah, immediately because they're I think they're that's brilliant. the perfect pairing. Yeah. It's a, they do two different things, but they're within the same world. And So cool. Oh, I, I, yeah. I would immediately. Intimate Apparel is great. Comes yep. from the Table of Joy is great. Mm-hmm. But, but I would I would say I would say Sweat and Clyde's. We saw start Sweat there. at the, the Goo. Guthrie. At, mm-hmm. People call, actually, people call the Guthrie They call the it goo. the G locally, but you call it the Goo. <laughs> You've been there call, once, but it really made an impact. Really Erica, made an impact. Erica's performed at, at the Goo, and <laughs> I, I've heard about it through her exclusively, and has been there once to see Sweat. Yeah. And ever since, I've exclusively called it the, the Goo. goo. I'm not going to lie. I think some of my friends back home who like work in the building or in town also call it the Goo sometimes, but only because of you. <laughs> nobody, nobody from Minneapolis is doing well, that. Well, I call it the Goo on our other podcast, too. And we I call like, it the Goo now, too. I never never think to call it the G anymore. Good. I hope yeah. not. So yeah. So we saw We're not going to call it the Guthrie. That's its name. Silly. <laughs> How silly. We saw Sweat there and then we saw Clyde's at, we saw Clyde's at City Theater. City Theater in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they were like such a wonderful pairing. They are oh really, gosh. really cool. They're so, so good. So Ooh. yeah, those are, those are the two for Lynn Nottage. Yeah. When we go to Annie Baker, obviously the flick. I would is do there the anything flick. else? Yeah. What would John you? might be, John I my... love Infinite Life that we just saw, but I think mm-hmm. John might be more of like the, oh, so this is what's going on in the, mm-hmm. you know. 2010s, 2020s. Yeah, really, really great. A third one, a third one. Honestly, you said James Imes mm-hmm. just off the top of your dome, but yeah. oh my goodness, a He's phenomenal so playwright. He's so good. He has phenomenal. a banger catalog. And and his work has such a unique and cool and fresh voice, but every piece is so different from the last Yeah, and totally dives in and tackles on like this little concept. Yeah. So beautifully and fully and even his plays that I have only read, which is most of them, I have a visceral goosebump reaction to the words on the page. And that's not, right? That's not your yeah, end no. game medium. Our Imagine first... seeing the end of White on stage. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. I will I, lose it. I would lose it. I will lose it. I would it. lose it. If you're listening right now and you're producing that or you can produce Please it. Please reach out to us. You better reach out to Justin who will reach out to me. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think, again, right off the top of my head, that's kind of a, a quick holy trinity. Oh, it's tough though because Sarah Roll have, yeah, has also it. kind of created this beautiful sound where yeah. if you're a pre-90s person, you'll have heard of Paula Vogel and you'll be like, wow, that new Paula Vogel gal's really mixing it up, right? <laughs> and you'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, get this. Paula she Vogel's teaches at Brown. Everybody. Okay, she found this poet and she taught her at Brown, right? So like that would also be kind of a cool continuation of lineage yeah. of you know what people are hearing about. Honestly, I, I could think of 101 
in the next hour. Can I? Can I but say something? But those are the ones that come to the top. Of yeah. The yeah. You did miss one. What did I miss? Justin um, Borak. Well, I was about Got to say him. Erica Coon. Oh, oh man! Wow, thank you so, so much for being on this. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah. You um, sneaky, you'll, sneaky, sneaky. You'll never know when you come back again. Never will. Um, make sure you guys go follow Erica on Instagram at actual Erica Coon. Check out our other podcast, Play to Z. It goes everywhere. And also, I I say this on every episode of Play to Z and. Almost every episode of this, too. Mm-hmm. Go read Kill the Bird. It's a play that my friend Erica wrote. It's on her new play exchange. It is one of my favorite things I've ever gotten to be a part of. Um, I love it so much, and I love you so much. Oh, I love you, too. Kate. Thank you for surprising me yet again with this wonderful <laughs> and exciting segment. I oh love talking God. about theater with you. It'll never stop. Never, ever. It's the force. I will I will always be doing this to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, guys. I've been Justin Borak, joined by my wonderful friend, producer, and editor, KJ. I want to thank the entire team over at The Scene. I love doing this show. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. And yeah, a couple things really quick. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We are so happy with where numbers are and people are listening and it's so, so, so cool. So check that out. Check out our new website too. The Scene has a new website. It is awesome. It looks beautiful. Shout out to the entire team over there. Um, And then for me personally, follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Justin Borak. Follow me on TikTok at Mediocre Jokes. I have a ton of theater content all over those places. If you want more of my silly, stupid voice talking about theater, I have another podcast called Play to Z with my friend Erica Kuhn that you guys have heard on many, many episodes. Uh, So make sure you check that one out as well. And yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I'm going to end this episode the way I end every episode by saying the thing that we have all said at least once in our lives after finishing a scene that we were nervous about. And scene. (laughs) See you guys next week. The Scene Podcast is made possible by our host, Justin Borak, our producer and editor, KJ Lampar, and our executive producer, Zach Dooley. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts to stay up to date with our latest theater antics. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again next time.